Let us pray. Heavenly Father, as we once again hear the words of your word, open our hearts to the word, your Son. Amen. This is a poem I read most Christmases by Mark Green. It's called The Offer. It was an offer she could have refused, a life she could have used in some other way, to grow great with child, for example, after her wedding day, to forego the knowing looks and the slur of slut, to defer to another the chance to tell a father and watch the word twist in her fiancé's gut. To make room for some noble's daughter to carry the cause of innocence slaughter. To allow some other to cradle a son pale from his pinioned death. She could have said, all things considered, and though I am flattered, I would rather not. I am just a village girl, not fit for such matters. Of course, there was the sigh of angels' wings. The words with all his promises ripened for now. The chance to do something extraordinary, to let what was ordinary become But afterwards, would it not all seem such girlish fancy? She, turning from the safety of merely human possibility, marveling at how it could be that he should choose her to bless, welcomed truth to her womb and said, yes. When we listen to these stories, year after year, we hear these ancient promises, these ancient words, written hundreds and hundreds of years before Christ. The words from Isaiah, the words from Genesis, Words all the way through the Old Testament, Jeremiah and Ezekiel and the other prophets. The fulfillment of all these promises down through the centuries, landing on the doorstep of this young maiden. And we use words that define this time that we can't put into words. How does one define something that is undefinable? The Christmas story, of course, is the one that defines Christians, defines Christianity. We are the only faith that says God became a baby. The creator of the universe, the story of power unlimited, 
knowledge unfathomable, life unbridled in a baby. How would anyone make such a story up? People have struggled in the centuries since then to try and put that into some kind of form of words that pierces through our understanding. One of the greatest of those, it seems to me, is John Donne. So I'm going to read the second of his Corona poems. It's called Annunciation. Salvation to all that will is nigh. That all which always is all, everywhere, which cannot sin, and yet all sins must bear, which cannot die, yet cannot choose but die. Lo, faithful virgin, yields himself to lie in prison in thy womb. And though he there can take no sin, nor thou give, yet he will wear, taken from thence, flesh, which death's force may try. Ere by the spheres time was created, thou wast in his mind, who is thy son and brother, whom thou conceivest, conceived. Yet thou art now thy maker's maker, and thy father's mother. Thou hast light in dark, and shutst in little room, immensity cloistered in thy dear womb. Immensity cloistered in thy dear womb. And so it is. And we hear the stories, don't we, of shepherds out on the hills being greeted by angels and terrified by that sight. And then the heavens bursting into song. But I wonder, did anybody else see it? Was anyone else there? Just the shepherds? The whole heavens ignited with singing, but invisible to all but them? They come down from the hills into the bustling town, crowded with soldiers and visitors from all around the country. You can imagine the scene, can't you? Streets crowded, noise, drinking and reveling going on in the bars. The soldiers bullying and pushing people around. And these unnoticed shepherds scruffily making their way through the streets to find some inn among all the others. And then going round the back to the stable to where the animals are. And what do they find? 
Nothing. Just a young girl with a newborn baby. So what? There must have been dozens of young babies and young mothers. Families all over the place. All those wise men who traveled all that distance, following that star, overjoyed when the star stops, whatever that means. And in they go, and what do they find? Nothing. Just a baby. And a young mother. And her betrothed. What do they receive? Nothing. They lay their gifts on a dirty stable floor. For what? What is it that they've seen? What is it that the shepherds have seen? Nothing. They've seen nothing other than a very ordinary little baby recently born. And yet, their hearts are lifted. Why? What is it that's done that? What have they found? There's something impossible here, isn't there? If all the dreams and the promises of centuries are to be culminated and found in this baby, you would expect there to be something to look at. But there's nothing to see. Unless your eyes are already open. You see, the shepherds saw something in the hills. They saw an angel that spoke to them. And when they came, just a baby. The wise men from the east saw a star, understood what it meant, and followed it. And when they got there, they found nothing. And yet they found everything. Christmas. God, the creator of the universe, becoming human, is utterly invisible. In the ordinariness of ordinary life. And the only way you see it is by having eyes opened. The ordinariness of ordinary life. And God is there waiting to be found, but only if you have your eyes open. Otherwise you miss it. If everyone in that bar next to that stable had gone into the stable, they would have seen nothing. Just a young girl with a newborn baby and a husband beside her. And it wouldn't have caused a second glance they would have seen nothing because there was nothing. Because they weren't looking. 
Christmas. In the midst of everything that's going on, the tiniest flicker of a smile, the gentlest glance of an eye, the Creator is there. The love of God in each soul's heart is Christ in us. He's still here, that one in the stable. Through his spirit, the gift of life in each one of you is the Christ. I invite you to open your eyes and see the glory of God in the ordinariness of life around you. Amen.